and you're listening to Great Relationships, Pursuing the Best in Work, in Life, in Love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Paul Moore here with Herman Eben, and today's program is maybe going to sound more like our sister program, Great Leaders, than it will Great Relationships. You know, in Great Relationships, before the altar, we promise to love, honor, and obey, mm-hmm. but you have for us four promises of great leaders. Yes, I do. Okay, we have- we're going to have to pray. <laughs> Lord, do we do thank you so much that you give us such clarity on all of life. You give us such clarity on anything that we're getting ready to do or even think about. If we just pay attention to your principles, even leadership is something that you have covered in your word. And I pray that we pay attention to those very things in your precious name. Amen. Amen and hallelujah. Here recently, we've been talking about the Pauline approach to leadership. That could almost be a course in seminary. I, I was just surprised the things you've been talking about, how leadership is freeing, how it's serving, how it's gentle. Mm-hmm. The, the, the middle is normally talked about, servant leadership, that part. Uh, the gentleness and the idea of freeing is generally not talked about very much. Okay, but, and again, I said up front, you know, this may sound like our sister program, Great Leaders, but you have what's called the leadership quick start, or the quote-unquote how of leadership, (laughs) and in the videos we always joke because you have a 6-5 skip four. We're not talking about it. Three, two, one. But today we're going to talk about the four. So I almost wish I could put a caveat over there going, hey, if you want to talk about the four, come listen to Great Relationships. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Well, there is so much to be said about leadership. Unfortunately, as we've said before, leadership is very misunderstood in my mind from what I read, from what I see about leadership. Leadership is uh, typically more focused on the wrong side. It's not it's not completely focused on self-absorption, but it typically has that flavor that you need to be this bigger than life persona. You need to have this charisma. You need to be doing all of these things that are typically a little bit more me focused. And that's the reason why I don't like a lot of the stuff that's taught on leadership, because it is going away from what the Bible is, is saying is the real issue. We have Jesus, who is the epitome of what a leader is all about. And it never was an issue of, well, look at me. You know, it, it never had that mindset. But, you know, I can't remember a single Sunday where anybody stood in the pulpit and said, here is the very example of leadership. Do this. Be this. Well, there is some great teachings out there like Nehemiah. That's a great book to look at leadership. It's a wonderful book. Uh, it does have a little bit more of a push approach to leadership, especially in one part of it where he really gets upset when he comes back and he is just furious with the people that they've gone back away from the law again. And he he gets pretty, pretty upset and mad about that. So that's a good thing to bring out because just because we're saying it's gentle and it serves doesn't mean that it's always gentle. There are some times that you do need to have some real force involved. Okay, but it does always serve. It always serves. It's always looking for the best for the people. And there is always freedom. There is always freedom from the viewpoint of giving them the option to go ahead and suffer the consequences of 
not following, so to speak. I tend to think about God and Christ here. I think about my marriage there Mm -hmm. and work in leadership yet again, and I don't see that they translate across the board. Thank you for bringing that up. That just fleetingly went through my mind at the very beginning of the program, how important that is for us to not compartmentalize our life. I've had that discussion this last week with two different people talking about that very thing and how much the world wants you to compartmentalize your life. They want you to be thinking that you can't have faith in politics. They want you to be thinking that you can't have faith in school. They're, they're trying to compartmentalize you, and that is not the way life works. How did we get there? I mean, in North America, if you went to school or if you were homeschooled, the very text, public school or homeschool, you learned to read in the Bible. Your alphabet was based right. on characters in the Bible. How did we... Well, it's, it's, it's a great confusion that Satan is, again, perpetrating upon mankind. If he can get you compartmentalized, then he can start getting you to think that you have this area that you can hide from this area, and as long as you're good over here, this, uh, this area doesn't count. That's, that's, that's not the way God does life. <laughs> Divide and conquer, Absolutely. still a tactic. That's exactly right. It's exactly the way it works. So all of this issue on leadership, I love you saying that for the, the whole idea, yes, This leadership applies in every area of your life. It's not whether you're in a leadership position, because position doesn't mean that you're a leader. It just means you have a position. So my buzz line advertisement for this would be leadership, not just for the office. Not just for the office, not just for work. It's not just for positions either. It's for life. When you do leadership the way we are defining it, leaders are committed to influence others to get there and to this 65321. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. We're going to talk about four. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about four today. That's exactly right. So the issue that I want to bring to your attention is four promises that great leaders have, four promises that great leaders are considering as they lead and as they are working with people. Let me just give you the four words, and if you want to write these down, if you want to try to remember them, it's four individual words. Passion, process, principle, and priority. So let's talk about the passion. What is the passion of a great leader? A great leader is passionate about pursuing their and being a servant leader. Now, the part that you may not understand is when I say they're passionate about pursuing their. What I'm talking about with a their means a destination, an end result, a desired end result, a future result. That's where they're going. It's like climbing a mountain, the analogy we always use. The there would be the point on the mountain where you want to get to. Generally, it's the top of the mountain. That's the there. So if you are a leader, you're passionate about pursuing the there, but you're just as passionate about being a servant leader, a leader that is committed to there, but also focused on serving rather than being served. If I say the there, okay, I'm hearing result. Is that correct? That, that's right. That's, it's an end result. It's not an action because if you want to really understand what a there is all about, it means as you identify your there, you want to say, and that would lead to what? And if it leads to something else, the thing that you've identified as your there may not be your actual there. Let me give you a quick example. 
somebody comes to me and says, you know, I want to exercise three times a week. That's my goal. I would say, that's not a goal. That's an action. What is your end result that you want to come out from the three times of exercising? That's your goal. That's what you want to be thinking about. Too many people have specified actions as their end result, and that's not truly a goal. That's just an action leading to something. Okay, that could send a lot of folks, including me, into panic when Mm -hmm. this hits about 10 o'clock tonight and I'm quiet in my head. How much of my life is actions and not oriented towards a there? I hope that creates some panic. I hope that creates some thought at least. I don't want panic, of course, but I want it to create thought because if you don't have a there, your your life is just blowing in the wind. It's just like the, the, the sailboat that doesn't have a rudder. There's no difference between that and not having an end result. You're going to go wherever the wind blows you. Okay. Well, Herman, if I can, I want to pick up there when we come back. I know we have the other three promises to talk about, but I can see immediately, wait a minute, I'm living a life full of actions and not directions. Mm-hmm. Um, so this material, I can find it where in the great relationships? You can find this in chapter nine the second part of chapter nine. Okay, this is chapter nine in Great Relationships, or if I'm really brave and daring, I can go to the Great Leaders site and find (laughs) it there. So here you go, you're gonna notice similarity. It's greatrelationships.com or greatleaders.com. We'll be back right after this. Great definitions for great relationships. We have all asked, what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is never abusing them for the wrong they did to you, ever again, not in thoughts, words, or actions. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships right now. Jackhammers, saws, pliers. Is your toolbox complete? Add some critical thinking tools to your kit as you listen to Worldview Academy's Bill Jack with simple tools for brain surgery. When Ben Franklin, then in his 80s, called the Constitutional Convention to pray, he brought agreement among the delegates. But many historians claim Franklin and the Founding Fathers were deists. A deist believes God wound up the universe like a clock, then set it on the shelf to run its time out, and walked away. For a deist, prayer would be nonsense. And if the majority of delegates were also deists, why didn't they scoff at Franklin's request? Were they hypocrites just seeking public approval? No, our Founding Fathers understood the need to seek the favor of the living God. true founder of this nation. Oh, that all elected officials understood what that old deist knew. Another simple tool for brain surgery. To add more tools to your kit, call 1-800-2411-123. We're back. The website is greatrelationships.com. Before the break, we were talking about a life that's full of actions and not direction. Yeah, and that's a, a, a really bad place for a lot of people. And that If you go back to the two circles, if you remember the two circles, the, the left-hand circle is a life of uh, react and respond, and the right-hand circle is a life of create and choose. The left-hand circle is that whole life of not having there. You just react and respond to things. You just do things based on 
on, what happens to you? Okay, so now it's later tonight, and I've reached that, and I'm getting a little, okay, I'm getting a lot uncomfortable. What do you want me to do? What you would want to be doing is sit down, and you don't need to start thinking like a lot of Christians do. Uh, what's God's purpose for me? What is it? I need to go find God's purpose. God has already given you his purpose, and that simply is to glorify him in everything that we do. A better way to be thinking about this is I'm going to go create a purpose, meaning I'm going to go create the thing that I want to go do. I, w- I, want, to, I want to go do this And I'm going to go start moving in that direction, sort of like Paul when he said, I want to visit you in Rome, talking to the Romans. Well, he eventually got there, but it wasn't the plan that he chose, but he had a there that he was focused on, right? And too many people end up doing just that. They don't have an end result in mind. And that's the reason why when you have this first promise, I'll passionately pursue there as a servant leader, you are thinking about where it is that you want to go, which brings us to the second promise. I will constantly apply and teach THP. Okay, assuming I know what that is. <laughs> That's the secret ingredient that, that we've talked about before, right? Yes, well, sir. THP is ex- it's a follow-on unto what we've just got through talking about. T meaning there, H meaning here, P meaning path, there, here, path. I want to be, as a leader, truly understanding what my there is, And I need to be understanding what my here is so that I can create a path to go from here to there. Okay. I know a lot of people, which is code word for me, who aren't real clear about the there and aren't real clear about the here, but I'm convinced in making a good show that I'm on the path. Well, that's the way we typically see people live their life. Most people are rudderless, blind, and unfocused. That's how we see organizations and individuals. That's that's a very common problem for everybody. Rudderless, they don't have a there. Blind, they're really not paying attention to what the current reality is, where you really are, and therefore everything that they're doing for the most part is unfocused. They're just reacting and responding to life. But Herman, my house is clean, my clothes are pressed, and I got money in the bank. What do you mean I'm rudderless? Then there is no doubt that you probably have some goals. More likely than not that you have some goals, you may not be just reacting and responding in life. The issue for you is, do you want to have a mindset that says, I'm utilizing the creative abilities that God has given me? Why don't I just get focused and put some more energy into the things that really would make a difference in not only my life, but the people around me? Because my job as a believer, as a child of God, is to pursue the best for everyone around me. I can't be doing that if I don't have goals in my mind. I can't be doing that if I don't have a a specific focus that I'm to be uh, putting my energy toward. So I've got passion, I've got process. I've got process. The, the, the process, again, is making certain that you understand it's about their here path. Uh, I want to be, as a leader, here's something that's really important that you want to be communicating as a leader. Too often it's taught that a leader is specifically to have vision. All for that. That's the concept of there. A leader also needs to be talking about here, at the same time that they're talking about there. Now just think about that. Uh, go, go back to the mountain climbing example. I want to go to the top, and I want to invite you to go along with me. Uh, we're going to the top of that mountain. 
that is great for you and I to know that. At the same time, it's not quite as helpful as to be saying, we want to go to the top of the mountain and notice where we are right now. That creates motivation. Motivation is as simple as that. Motivation is too often taught in a more complex fashion. The easiest way to think about motivation is you have a there to go to and you realize you're not there. That's, that's the idea of T and H, there and here. So that's what a leader is always doing, always talking about the there and talking about the here at the same time. Okay, I want to ask a question because a lot of times I get a chance to counsel with young people fixing to get married. And just as an observation, not an absolute, but a lot of times the woman seems to be marrying his vision. Okay. And then down the road when that vision has now been switched for something new, I hear this discussion of, I didn't sign up for that. Right, right. Now what do we do? Just think about that. That's, that's a great little example to help us understand how important it is to know the designs of men and women. What's the key need for a man? Significance. What's the key need for a woman? Safety and security. So too often, if that is the case, what's happening is the vision has changed, his desire for significance has changed, that throws in insecurity and a lack of safety on her part. So it, he's not leading correctly when he is just making the change and not talking to her. The issue for him is to be looking at the situation and going, honey, I know we were talking about going in that direction. Let's, let's talk about some issues that are coming up right now that give me a different approach and different thought on where we could be going that would be better served for both of us. Uh, let's talk about it. We're not going to make any big decisions, but we're going to talk about that. That lets her be involved in the process. Well, I'm glad you said that because I know when we're counseling with people, you know, and I get this really good there and I feel better about officiating the wedding the more they demonstrate an understanding of here and even a discussion of path. But now it's a couple of years down the road and the there changes and everything does the wave. And Yeah, and that's what needs to be happening. Leadership is not a one-time event. It's a constant process. It's a constant issue of a person looking for the next place that they're wanting to go. And each time you achieve a there, you develop another one. And too often, if you don't do that, you're ending up in what we call entropy. You're just sliding, declining, going away. Okay, so then doesn't this lead me into your third principle? Well, the third principle... Or promise, sorry. Yeah, third promise. <laughs> third promise which, is which, a principle. Which is the principle. That's exactly right. Both of these are a reflection on the principle. And the principle is, I will consistently practice results and relating. And if you remember correctly, going back, we have push this idea of results and relating. The big issue that you may forget is results and relating is another way to talk about a huge, big, <laughs> big thing, which is the image of God, God. right? Because results is the power and relating is that relational component. That's what it is. And if you start thinking about life with the image of God in mind, you'll start understanding definitions of words better. You'll, you'll get them more fully defined when you go, well, there probably is a power component and there's probably a relational component I better be thinking about with this. And leadership has that. There is a power component and there is a relational component. And when we focus on one versus the other, you'll probably not be leading correctly. So that is the third, uh, third promise. The first promise, just to re review real quick, 
is all about the idea of passion. Uh, I'll passionately pursue there as a servant leader. Process, I'll constantly apply and teach THP. And then now we have the principle of I'm focusing on results and relating. That's what I'm going to be doing at this point in time, results and relating. So that idea of the power element and the belonging element is crucial for leaders. If they don't consider that, you're going to end up being a leader that's all about power. It's about my way or the highway. That's how you're going to end up going too much of the time. If, though, you end up pushing yourself only onto the relating side, what you're going to be doing is following. You've got to be careful about that because you're just trying to get along. Okay, but you talk about this in other places is the relationship slide switch where it's not about balance, it's about proportion. Definitely want to get there. Okay, we'll get there after the break. Again, the website is greatrelationships.com. You can find an MP3 of this, and you can share it with someone, and you can find the study guide, Chapter 9, where a lot of this is coming from. Great Relationships, Pursuing the Best in Work, in Life, in Love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. We'll be back right after this. Great Quotes for great relationships. When stress hits the system, pathology overrides theology every time, unless you are sold out to the truth. Dr. Marlon Howe. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Relationships can be great, and not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R numeral 8 relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. listening to great relationships pursuing the best in work in life and love and something to do with four promises of great leaders how'd that get in here <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be there right because we we eliminated the four right <laughs> i learned everything i needed to know about leadership from attila the hun and john wayne yeah. and that would leave you all on the power side that's exactly <laughs> what we're talking about here with this principle of understanding that there is a results and relating and it's very very important important to understand that we don't want to balance between power and relating or results and relating. We don't want to balance. We want the right proportion for each situation. So that requires a leader to evaluate each 
situation to see how much power is needed here and how much relating is needed. The standard thing that we talk about is it is correct to have this relationship slide switch that we talk about. If, if you put power on the left-hand side and relating on the right-hand side and, and, and think of it as a switch that you're sliding between those two things, uh, what you can do is slide the switch all the way over to power when it's something like safety. I need to be very powerful if somebody's going to be hurt. I don't need to just relate to them at that point in time. If there's a fire in the building, I don't want to be going, I I don't want to say this too harshly because you might not like it. I would like to invite you for your consideration to leave this burning building. (laughs) That's right. That's what, it's all power, right? And then there's times that you want to have the switch over to the right, which is, all relating when there is a family problem or a personal problem in that person's life. You don't want to be asking them to get something done. You know, they have a horrible personal issue and you're trying to get them to do something at work. That doesn't work. You know, that isn't right. You want to just relate to them at that point in time. So it's not about the middle. It's about the right proportion. So you have this great principle of results and relating. You have the idea of passion. You have the process. And you have the principle. And then finally, four, you have a priority. The key priority, I will daily focus on three priorities, self-governance, clear expectations, clear consequences. When great leaders are living their life, they are thinking about those three things on a regular basis. The clear expectations. Notice how much there is built into every one of these promises. There. I'm going there. The clear expectations is just that. What are my expectations of me And the organization, what is the expectation that it has of me as a leader? Have I provided clear expectations for the people that I'm involved with? Do they know what they need to be doing in order to help this organization or us get to where we're needing to go? I see too much of the time in my leadership in the past, even my leadership now, I don't set clear expectations enough. That is, that's because I'm not paying attention to what we need to get done. So clear expectations is absolutely essential. I also need to be talking about the consequences that we're going to be facing if we don't hit those expectations, if we don't achieve our there. And then third one, self-governance. What an important, important, important value that we need to be paying attention to. Self-governance is the same concept as self-control that we see in the fruit of the Spirit. Self-governance meaning I can be trusted to do what's right without people having to push me to go get it done. I can be trusted to do that. So I not only need to be doing it myself, but I need to be teaching it to the people that I'm involved with. So a great leader has these three priorities that they're always thinking about. Self-governance, clear expectations, and clear consequences. So if we pay attention to these four promises, you've got the whole idea of what we're focused on is our passion for there, getting there. I'm going to commit to get there, and I'm focused on servant leadership at the same time. I also am following this process of THP. I have this principle of focused on results and relating because one of the things I didn't didn't say is, I love this little quote that we often use, people get results. 
we think results don't just show up. People get results, and I need to be focused on results and relating. And then finally, this priority, self-governance, clear expectations, and clear consequences. If you're doing that as a leader, you have a great chance to be a great leader if you have those four promises that you're that you're putting out in your mind. Forgive me for backtracking because you've talked about this before, but in priority it says, I will practice and teach the V principle. Ah, <laughs> we have so much that we could be talking about there. The V principle is this whole idea of self-governance. The more you're self-governing, the greater freedom that I'm going to allow for you as a leader or as somebody that's in my organization. The more you can demonstrate that you have self-governance, the more I'm going to be allowing you to run off and do some things on your own as long as you stay within the boundaries. Okay, so the expansion of the V, the closer I get to the top of the free. The V, the greater the freedom I have because of self-governance. Yeah. And the declining self-governance, self-control, very little freedom yeah. at the bottom of the V like a kid. Yeah, if you, that's right. If you want to think of a V and a line drawn from the bottom of the V straight up, that line is self-governance. And the if greater self-governance allows greater freedom. Good way to think about it. Okay, what one thing do you want me to One think thing about? I'd love for you to remember the four words. Passion, you need to have a process, a principle, and a priority. And that's how I want you to be thinking about the four promises of great leaders. So there you have it. Chapter 9 in the material, greatrelationships.com. Herman, I thank you. Looking forward to next time. How is your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings, too. Why, just yesterday, I found a $100 bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree, and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow, I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich Maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Have you ever had days like this? (laughs) Neither have we. That's why we recommend great relationships. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others, kindly, patiently, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.